thank you today. We lift up that name in this place. Whatever you're facing, nothing is too difficult for God. And so we begin to speak that name. Jesus, Jesus. And when we speak it, all of heaven moves on our behalf. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's because of the name of Jesus. Jesus said pray that way. There's no other name today, no other name that will do what that name will do for your life. Jesus. Lord, we thank you today that your presence is here in this place. And we do call on the name of Jesus today. We're grateful, Lord, that this time of year we get to celebrate the birth of your son that you so willingly gave that we would have a name we would have a new name, lots of names, the name of Jesus, the name of Deliverer, the name of Conqueror, the name of Savior, the name of Healer, whatever it is, it's already been provided through Jesus. Just lift your hands this morning begin to give him thanks for who he is, for what he's done for us. we begin to confess your name, confess who you are, who you are in us, it will change us to be like you, Lord. That's our heart's desire, that when people see us, they would see Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who loves us in a greater way than anybody could ever love us. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you thanks. And everybody said... Amen, amen, amen. Well, turn to somebody and give them a good word while I get unhooked. We're going to have a keyboard player one of these days. Everybody agree with me? Yes, hallelujah. I don't know where they are, but they're coming. Like my husband used to say to Bonnie Beetle when she worked for us, Oh, you can stand. We have to make our confession. Sorry, I didn't mean to be seated. Um, when we had Bonnie Beadle as our secretary or administrative assistant really out in Tulsa, Bill said, you can leave whenever the guy that's coming for you rides up on his horse. You get on and he lets off the one that's going to be in your place. That's when you get to leave. That's the way I feel in this church. If you're going to leave, send your replace, bring your replacement before you go. Everybody say the name of Jesus. You know, um, I love that song when I first heard it because I thought sometimes we forget to focus on who we need to be focused on. <laughs> and that name is so powerful for us. And uh, I just want to read you a few names and then we're going to make our confession. Jesus, mighty God, wisdom, deliverer, lion of the tribe of Judah, word of life, advocate, provider, the great I am, helper, savior, prince of peace, wonderful counselor, lamb of God, Lord of hosts, root of David, author and finisher of our faith, the way, healer, son of God, the truth, chief cornerstone, king of kings, light of the world, chief shepherd, my strength and song, righteous judge, son of the righteousness, r resurrection and life, the alpha and omega. Now everybody say, those are my names. You know, in covenant, I was reading this in my faith to faith. In covenant, the weaker person takes the stronger persons. Uh, they, they take everything the stronger person takes everything the weaker person has. Debt. Everybody say, thank God. Say, the Lord has all my debt. He, has, he said I'd take, but he also said I'll take all your assets. So that's a little harder to say, right? I, I didn't hear a whole echo there. The Lord takes all my assets and my liabilities. But in exchange for that, he gives you his name. And that's all those names. Everybody say, I have all the provision that I need. Yes, you do. Let's make this confession. I am here on purpose 
because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. You can be seated. God is good. Um, thank you to all the people who decorated um, this weekend in this room, and uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Borders made that back there, and, and uh, that, that tree, and um, then he went and got a made it all so perfect you know he's he's a perfectionist he does great work and uh and Luann did all of this and and next week we have to decorate out at the trails we get to decorate out at the trails uh God's gonna do a great work out there for us I believe and uh so we'll have all Christmas decorations out there too so all of that team had to do extra double duty uh this weekend and I and I'm grateful and they'll be out next weekend doing that too uh, I'm very excited about going back to the trails because I believe it's God's place for us. And so when I called about it, I felt like call about it. And uh, there was a real openness, just come on back. And uh, for this season, I'd like you to be praying for them because with the the things that the counties put out, the state, our governor, and just for the protection of situations, they've really been limited to what they can do out there. Now, it will benefit us, but we need to pray that God will supernaturally provide what, what they're not getting right now at the trails. Uh, we love that family, and they've always been very good to us. And I know God wants to prosper them. And in Jesus' name, businesses are not going to fail as we walk through this. People are not going to give up. People are not going to commit suicide. People are not going to be in depression. You know, all these things that the enemy's saying through voices that we hear, we, we reject that in the name of Jesus. We rebuke those words. God is greater than any sickness or disease that we're facing. And there are people who uh, are going on to heaven at this time. And COVID seems to be the reason. But in a lot of those situations, people have other circumstances. And so, you know, if my mother would have passed from COVID, there would have been other things that were going on in her body that really were the problem more than the COVID. The COVID just was something she could, wouldn't have been able to overcome. So let's keep our focus on the goodness of God and get rid of this fear that we're facing that's causing a lot of people a lot of harm. They are in harm's way. Today, we're going to talk about good news. Everybody say good news. Uh, you know, I wish I had a paper, you know, like we have a paper in this city. I wish there was a paper that just went out with good news because a lot of good things are happening, too. At the same time as we're fighting this, there's a lot of victory. Everybody say victory. And so when I was praying about what to share, we start Advent today. Uh, Advent is um, what it means is the arrival of a notable person. So we know we have a notable person that we're getting, we're celebrating. We celebrate Jesus every day in this church, but the world is, you know, looking at this. And so we start today. There's four Sundays. This is the first Sunday. And so we're going to talk good news all the way to Christmas and good news after Christmas. No matter what we say, the word of God is good news. And so I want us to look today. We're going to talk today about delivered from distress. Everybody say delivered from distress. Um, the good news is in Isaiah 52, 7 through 9. This is the scripture I felt to use. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him. That's not capitalized. Who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, our God reigns or your God reigns. You know, um, in Romans, in chapter 10, uh, this is what it says about people who receive Jesus. You know, all of us have an opportunity to say yes to the Lord. And uh, if you're watching today, I believe this is the day of salvation, that if you don't know Jesus, that he's going to show up in your living room, in your car, or wherever you're watching today, because he wants you to be his. The Lord wants you to be his, because when you're his, you have everything you need. You're not lacking anything. And so it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be, shall be saved. Well, you know, I, I read that scripture. I've heard that scripture. 
But nobody ever talked about what you're going to be saved from. So why do you need to be saved? Because there is a devil. And he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And God sent Jesus to deliver us from the enemy, to deliver us from evil. Everybody say, deliver us from evil. And there's evil, if not before in my life, probably now, it's the most blatant. It was always there, but the, the evil has manifested to a level that if you have eyes to see and ears to hear from the Spirit of God, you know evil is rampant in our nation and around the world. And it says, how shall they call on him, the Lord, in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Everybody say a preacher. Now, you know, there are the fivefold gifts, you know, and, and those fivefold gifts are called to offices in the, in the body of Christ. But every one of us is a preacher. Everybody say, I'm a preacher. I mean, our life preaches. If you don't believe that, look at your children. And the things that you've told them to do are not necessarily the things that they do because your life preaches. Amen? And so whether it's your words or your life, in the day we're living in, the good news is going to come from the church. Say it's going to come from us because <laughs> we still have good news. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I've been out a few places, and it, it's not good news. I mean, when people begin to talk, it's all the stuff that's not going right. And nothing that is going right. And the Lord is still in control of what happens in the earth. It says in Psalms that he owns the world. He owns everything in it, everyone in it. And so I expect him to show up. Are you expecting him to show up? That's good news. Everybody say good news. And so I was looking at this, and um, today I felt to share on delivered from distress. Um, I, I woke up this week and the Psalm 107 was in my heart and uh, turned out I finished my Bible reading for this year through the Bible and the last thing I read was Psalm 107. I thought, well, Lord, I'm going to go with that then. I believe that's you and I'll show you in a minute how God loves you so much that he will deliver you from distress. Now, the world cannot deliver us. How many of you know, regardless of who's president, we will not be delivered from evil. The only thing that delivers us from evil is the word of the Lord, is the Lord himself. And so in John three sixteen, God so loved us, every one of us, this, and I'm going to read on through these, but John 16, 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We are not perishing. We will never perish. Once you're born again, you are alive forever. That's the word of God, that you transition into heaven. You know, I love Tina. She sit there. She was a cheerleader when I preached. I mean, she's just grinning at me and shaking her head. Uh, you know, audience participation is, is acceptable in this church. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Everybody say a good thing. Because for one thing, it says that they're getting it. You know, when, when you share, you want people to get what you're saying. And you can tell by the expressions on the face of people. You know, really, you can tell who's gone to dinner already. And uh, you can tell who's thinking about all the things they're going to do after they get home. And, you know, you, you can tell that from up here. So, uh, and, and sometimes I even feel that way. I have to get myself back on, on track. You know, you can get distracted. Everybody say distracted. But this is, this is something that's very important for the, everybody and those listening especially that don't know Jesus for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world I think that's very important if we're going to be the preachers who have feet that are bringing good news amen God does not condemn God does not speak words that remind people of what they're doing wrong he speaks words that remind them of who he created them to be, of the good news. Everybody say the good news. And so it goes on, it says, he didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, not by God, by the enemy. Everybody say the enemy. 
and and it goes on it says it's already condemned this condemnation that I better go on from there. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name, everybody say the name, of the only begotten Son of God. You can say God all day long, but if you say Jesus, it's just about like saying evil to a lot of people. They don't like that name. They th God's okay. But see, without Jesus, we would still be in a world of sin and hurt in our lives. It, we're no different than the people that don't know Jesus. As far as, you know, we're created, we get a choice, but we chose the name. We chose Jesus. We chose to be a child of the living God. And when you say Jesus, how many of you have ever been in a conversation? And when you start talking Jesus, that's the offensive word. Amen? But Jesus said, I came to offend. And he knew he would offend. Because any other God, and there were lots of gods back in that time that people worshipped. And so when that name went forth, what it has is power, and the devil doesn't like it, so he would rear his head against that name. Everybody say the name. Very important, I believe, in this season to use the name. He who believes is not condemned. Everybody say, I'm not condemned. But the world lives in condemnation. And this is the condemnation that the light has come to the world. Men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Would you say that's where we are? See, it, it's more than just God so loved the world that he sent his son. He gives a description of exactly what's the state of things. And for everyone practicing, for everyone practicing evil, the, hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. You know, this is really the state of our nation right now, if you read this scripture. But he who does the truth comes to the light. Thank you, Luann, for putting that up there. That his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Everybody say, we are the light. Jesus was the light of the world, but because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we now are a light to the world. And when we're a light to the world, it's how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of them who bring good news. Everybody say good news. Yes. Everybody, look at your feet. Those are bringing good news everywhere we go. Amen. Maybe I should get you all a pair of socks to wear. You could remember that your feet are very important. Everybody say my feet are important. It says in Ephesians 6 that part of your armor is to have your feet shod with the gospel every, every, of peace, the preparation of peace. So everywhere we go, there should be peace. Everywhere we go. Now, the world will not be peaceful, but we will be peaceful. Everybody say, I'm okay. You know, I read a book once. I actually went through therapy years ago. Years ago. I, that wasn't last week. And um, although some days, you know, you wonder. But um, it, when I went through it, we read this book, I'm okay, you're okay. After I got in that class for about two weeks, I thought, nobody is okay, and I am not coming back here. Uh, you know, that, that book was not true. Well, all of us have flaws. All of us have weaknesses. We have things that we haven't overcome yet. But how many of you know that God is so good? He doesn't focus on your weaknesses. He focuses on him and who he is in you, which brings out the positive, but it also at the same time eliminates the negative. It changes it because your confidence becomes in him and not in yourself. That is such a blessing. At least it's been for me. In Luke, we hear the story of Jesus, and I'm just going to read a little of it this morning because I think it's important that um, we realize that God loves us just as much as he did when he sent Jesus into the world. The same love is operating in the world right now. Now, some people, you know, don't operate in that love, but Christians do. And it says, um, when the angel came to Mary, it says, and having come in, the angel said to her, verse 28, rejoice, highly favored one. Everybody say, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Everybody say, do not be afraid. You know, I think God is going to show up in some people's business. 
Um, he shows up in mine all the time. I hope he's showing up in yours. It wouldn't be right if I have to do it all. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I'm the one that's always being told, uh, you know, God will show up and he'll, he'll help you. It says, and the angel showed up and said, do not be afraid for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign. Everybody say he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. It goes on down and the Holy Spirit, when he explains how this can be, says in verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. But this is the key. And Aaron said it uh, in, in his uh, offering message. Nothing comes to pass till you receive it. You can be given this word, but it's very important that you say, okay, yes, I will. And that's what she said. Then Mary said, behold, the handmaiden or the handservant of the Lord, let it be done according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Could we all say that? Because you know how sometimes it's hard to say, I'm sorry. How many of you know it's hard? See, that was very silent. That's how hard it is. Um, <clears throat> some people have a hard time saying, I'm sorry. Uh, they'll just let it go, but they won't apologize. I think in the body of Christ, sometimes it's hard for us to say this. Let it be to me according to your word. Everybody say that. Let it be to me according to your word. God has anointed you in this last days to be the person that brings good news. You know, uh, how lovely on the mountain are your feet who bring good news. That's in uh, conjunction with the scripture in Romans that said, how can people be saved if they don't have a preacher? But it said, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Then it says, but how can they call upon someone that they don't know to call? Everybody say, that's my job. That's my job. How lovely on the mountain are your feet that bring good news everywhere we go. I believe we're going to see a, a rush of people into the church. I believe it's going to happen. I, I've heard it for a long time. I've been waiting on it, but I feel it's really close. It's called revival for the church. It's not revival for the people of the world. They don't know anything. They can't be revived from what they don't know. It's the church. The world has to wake up that they have a need for God. And the Holy Spirit can do that. When the church gets to where we're supposed, when we're on fire, I heard this years ago, build a big enough fire and people will come to get warm. When, when there's a move of the Holy Spirit, there's an onslaught of people that run to that. And revival is about to happen in the church and the world is going to come flocking in because they are going to come awake to the fact they need a savior. They need a savior. And so I'm, I'm looking at uh, Psalm 107 this morning. It says that um, Jesus, John said, Jesus comes to take away the sin of the world. Everybody say the sin of the world. You know, sometimes we think we're going to stop sin by telling people they're sinning. How many of you know that doesn't work? How many of you have ever tried to tell your teenager, you know, that what they're doing is wrong and they don't believe what they're doing is wrong? Because they already know everything that's right. They're only 18, but they know. 16, they know. I knew at 12 and started telling my mother. Uh, you know, young people have this zeal that they know they're right. But we know, we know the church, people who know the Holy Spirit know the truth. Everybody say the truth. So we don't condemn them. We begin to encourage them to go after the things that God has for them. In other words, there's a way. Everybody say there is a way to help the world get out of sin. And it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's the love of God. It's Jesus. 
And uh, Psalm 137 and 8, let's look at that one before we go to Psalm 107. But um, it says, O Israel, hope in the Lord. Everybody say hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with him an abundant redemption. And in verse 8 it says, and he shall redeem. Everybody say redeem. We used to sing a song in here, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we'd really get to rocking and rolling on that one. Amen. You remember that one? Um, that's from Psalm 107 where we're going. But to redeem means to buy back, to free from distresses. Everybody say distresses or harms. To repair or restore. A sentiment, synonym for that is deliverer, rescuer, savior, uh, redeemer. Everybody say redeemer. We have a redeemer. We have someone who's taking care of the sin in our life. It says he will, he will buy us back from those sins. That's the way the world will be free of sin. It's not going to be free of sin because we elect a president. And I am all for you know who. However, however, he is not my savior. I believe he's working for my savior, but he's not my savior. You know, you're, the people that you think are the people who are going to save you, they may not be there. You know, Pastor Bill this week, you know, he's, he leaves. He goes to the hospital. Thank God he's healed. He's healed head to toe in Jesus' name. But, you know, I said to him, I'm, I'm really glad you're home. But, you know, I know he is not my source. When he's gone, I continue on. I do continue on. And I continue on knowing that God's going to take care of me the same way as I believe when he's in the house. Listen, he sleeps so sound. If anybody got in there, I'd have to go get the gun. He wouldn't even know. He would not know till it was all over. I've even said, could you put that gun away? They're going to come shoot me. <laughs> and you're not even going to know they took your gun. You know, uh, everybody say this. God is my source. If I could help you at all, I would tell you. You, we don't know who's going to be there as a person. Neither are we moved by those that are evil because they have no control. If you don't know he's God in the good times, you will never know he's God in the bad times. And that's the truth. There has to be that confidence that no matter what happens, I am going to succeed in God until the day I see him face to face. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in me. And he told me, he made a promise. He's going to come and he's going to show you. He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. And he's going to show you things to come. Amen? Just got a little bit of a preach on there. But I'm telling you, the world right now is looking at COVID. They're looking at doctors and nurses. And thank God for all of them. I am thankful. My husband had wonderful nurses. But he was in the hospital. I could not know what was going on people don't know what's going on because they can't go in there and if if you have a person who's who's you know maybe not with it sorry honey but <laughs> pastor bill wasn't really with it to tell me what was going on so then i have to count on the holy spirit in me telling me so my thoughts stay in control amen now, I am teaching you today that we are living in a world where there is bad news everywhere. And if it's not bad news, the devil will give you bad news to think about until the bad news comes. So we have to begin to begin to believe. Listen, these feet are shod with the gospel of preparation of peace. And I have good news. Jesus is Lord. And regardless of what happens, my world will not crumble. It will not tumble. Amen. And I say this knowing that tomorrow my world could crumble. However, you might have to pull me up, but I will stay because I have seen too much. I have seen him be faithful too many times. I have seen him rescue too many times. And that's the good news that we begin to give to the world. And, and I believe what's happened to the church is they've listened to too much bad news. And they have let go of the good news. And the good news is God will rescue you. Everybody say, God will rescue you. Now, let's go to Psalm 107, and here's the good news. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Everybody say, he's good. He is good even when there are bad times. Okay? 
for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now, the enemy includes sickness, disease, poverty, worry, doubt, unbelief, condemnation, all of those things. It says right there, he has redeemed me. He has bought me back from that. He has freed me from distresses. Everybody say distresses. We're going to take care of your distresses today. And gathered and gathered out of the lands from east and from the west, from the north and the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. Everybody say, that's trouble. It says, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their, out of their what? Out of their what? Distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. He didn't just deliver them. He picked them up and put them on the right path. Are you getting this today? I got excited when I found this psalm was my last psalm. You know, um, you know they, they put you in, in Malachi, and that's okay. But I didn't read all the psalms. I thought, I'm going to just go on down and read the Bible. And then I went back up, and this was the last psalm. What a great way to end the year. Amen. Because we have these kind of things happen. How many of you feel like you've been wandering in a wilderness? It says hungry and thirsty. There are people hungry and thirsty today in the world, in our country. But it says that they might go to a city. He's going to lead them forth that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of God. Therefore, that's why I chose today, rejoice in the Lord always. Oh, that men would praise his name. Amen. Okay. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Okay, here's the next group. Those who sat in darkness in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, people who are hooked on drugs, alcohol, all kinds of things, addictions, every, every kind of addiction, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their hearts with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried. Everybody say they cried. Out to the Lord in their trouble. Everybody say trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. Amen? The word of God never changes. And he brought them out of darkness and broke the, and, and the shadow of death. He broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his wonderful works to the children of men. And he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. When people turn to the Lord, there is freedom. Amen. How many of you remember that um, music man? We got trouble right here in River City. And that starts with T and it uh, starts with P and it ends P and yeah, starts with T, rhymes with P and that stands for pool. You know what that, I, I listened to the whole song this week several times. And as I listened to it, what happens is he's got to wake away to get something else done that he wants done. So he has to get the city all riled up about pool so that he eventually can get his boy's band he wants. That's kind of the way the devil works. He, you know, he starts out, he stirs up something over here that everybody gets all upset about. Meanwhile, his real motive is to get this over here. Are you getting this today? Because I've had the Lord show me this before. You know, get upset about something with somebody, and then the Lord says, that, that's, it's a distraction. Let them go. They're not the problem anyway. What he's trying to do is steal the anointing. Because you can't walk in the anointing if you walk in strife. You can't walk. I don't care how good a Christian you are. There will be no anointing. Because good and evil don't flow together. So you have to not get in that position. Now we can repent real quick and get out of it. Thank you, God. But you can't walk in that. You can't walk in both sides of the fence. Amen? And so when you, when you think about this, the devil is setting you up, setting me up, setting anybody he can up to really get something that you can't even, you're not even focused on. Are you getting this? When he gets you upset with your kids, he's wanting you to focus on the bad when he's really trying to steal the calling on their life. 
And if you're not wise, what you try to do in the flesh will cause him to win that victory. I've been told this before. So I shut my mouth and, and ask God, what do I say? What do I say? Because my fight is not with them. My fight is with the devil. Are you getting this today? If you get it, it'll help you. Okay. Fools, fools, everybody say, that's not me. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. How did he do it? He sent his word, and he healed them. Everybody say, I have healing. When I get in trouble in my health or I have something that's going wrong with me, I can pray and God will heal me. He will take care of me. And he delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You know, the next one is more about people, I believe, that have, you know, financially they think they've got it together. Then they begin to, it says they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. How many of you know there's a lot of people at their wit's end right now because they don't know what to do? Finances are important in our lives. God even says, you know, I will bless you if you give. I will bless you. You know, God wouldn't be saying that unless he, w- he knew you need to give. Everybody say, I need to give because it's a spiritual law. And then the abundance starts coming back at you. And it says, then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm. How many of you face storms? And he brings them out of their distress. He calms the storms so that its waves are still. How many of you have ever felt like you're in a boat that's not going the right way? But then it says, then they are glad because they are quiet. He guides them to their desired haven. The good news of this psalm to me is twofold. He delivers us. But he takes us somewhere after he delivers us. Amen. It's mighty quiet in this house today. But that's the truth. He doesn't just deliver you and say, yeah, there you go. He then begins to take you where he wants you to go. And that is good news. Good news. Everybody say good news. Because, and then it says, he turns rivers into wilderness and water springs into dry ground. This is not good. A fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. That's the good news. Everybody say the good news. The wilderness is for the wicked. Did you hear that? Wickedness. But then it says he turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell. There he may that he may establish a city for a dwelling place and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them and they multiply greatly. He does not let their cattle decrease. Everybody say that's for the righteous. Everybody say that's what I have. And then it says, whoever is wise in verse 43 will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Everybody say his loving kindness. You know, a lot of people believe when people are doing wrong things that God isn't for them. That's untrue. This psalm says that when you're in that place, he's for you because as soon as you call on him, as soon as we call on the name of Jesus, he is there. And he delivers us from our distresses. Now, I know that some days, you know, you may not remember this when you're in distress, but truly the word of God works and if we use the word we can we can begin to see God deliver us from the situations that we're in I know everybody's in situations today Uh, certainly we've seen situations in this church uh, people that are um, struggling in many areas we have people calling this church on a daily basis who need help with food people who do not attend this church your giving goes to help those people. Even when we can't open the doors, we put the money in an envelope and hand it out the back door to the people. And we pray for the people. Every person who comes here, or you know, or if they can't come in the door, 
uh, we pray for them over the phone before we give them that, those finances because we know that it's those who call upon the name of the Lord who will be saved. Everybody say, that's the preach. That's the preach that you got to get on you. I'm praying you all get the preach on. So don't be surprised when you hear this voice inside you saying, say it, say it. And you say, I'm not saying it. Well, I'm going to know about it. I'm going to talk about it on Sunday. No, I'm not. Here we go. Psalm 50, 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. This is a promise. Put it down. Call upon me in the day of trouble, whatever your trouble is, and I will deliver you, and the result will be you will glorify me. Why? Because it won't be you who did it. It'll be him who did it for you. Luke 4.18, this is what it says, that Jesus, um, I'm going to read all of it because I just love this. When Jesus stood up in, in, um, in the synagogue and he, handed, he, he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now, there's so many prophecies in Isaiah about Jesus. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written. See, there are prophecies written about you that God has already spoken that will be what you're called to be. Jesus had to take up the book and open the book. And this is what he said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, this is the important part. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Now he's sitting down. He's not standing up. He's not making an announcement. But he looks at him, and he says, and he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. See, God hands you the Bible, and he says, here, preach it. How lovely on the mountain are the feet of them who bring good news Good news, announcing peace, proclaiming words of happiness. Everybody say happiness. We sure got a lack of that going on. <laughs> Saying our God reigns. That's why we're happy. Turn your head and say, that's why I'm happy. You know, it, now listen, I have to remind myself of this message. But it is so true today that when you walk in the room, what you bring with you will change the atmosphere in that room. But it won't work because I read you the scripture. It won't even work if you know you got it. When it works is when you say today, this word is revealed and fulfilled in your, in your sight, in your sight, in our sight. You know, um, I'm believing this is the time that will be like in the book of Acts when uh, was Peter saw that vision and he said, God said to him, go, go, go do this. Go talk to the gent, go talk to Cornelius. Go, go talk to these people that don't really deserve to have the gospel. Those that are unclean, those are those that you would say, oh, I can't, I'm not going to do that. And God, God did all supernatural thing there. And, and he, he did it for Cornelius because Cornelius cried out to the Lord. Everybody say cried out to the Lord because he knew he had trouble. And so when he cried out to God, God got Peter off the roof and said, you go where I'm telling you to go. And some men came and said, you know, Cornelius sent us here because he, he says that God said that you're going to go with us and you're going to come and you're going to tell us about Jesus. And, and so Peter had to go because he, he knew that was God. Sometimes that's the way it is. Like, I got to go. You know, this isn't what I want to do, but I got to go. And when he got there, he, this is what it says. He told them how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the, by the who? By the who? The devil. Do you have authority over the devil? I have authority over the devil. The Bible says that my feet, he is under my feet, and I am marching forward with the gospel of peace. And when I get there, the anointing of God 
is going to be on me to do what I'm supposed to do. Amen? This isn't about us. It's about the anointing of God that is on every believer that when it shows up, it breaks every yoke of bondage and lifts every single burden. And it's on us. And it's on you, Israel. You will never escape that call in Jesus' name. You have that call in your life. And how many of you know when you have that call on your life and you begin to sense it, I'll tell you what, if you don't do it, condemnation will come get you. Not from God, from the accuser of the brethren, because he knows. He knows, and he doesn't like you. He's fearful of you. But if you're not, if you're not connected to the things of the truth, my feet are shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. And how beautiful are my feet. Some of you have complained about your feet. Don't do that anymore. Those are beautiful feet that God put on you to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. But today, we are going to say, today, this scripture is fulfilled in my life. What scripture? How beautiful are my feet that walk with the gospel of peace and proclaiming happiness everywhere I go because my God reigns. Amen? Let's stand. Father, I thank you for every person here today. I thank you that the word of God is truth. And I believe, God, with all my heart that when we go to the trails, that you're going to start filling that house with unsaved people, people who have never heard the truth about the word of God. All they know is that they are hurting. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. But by your spirit, you're going to draw them to the people that have their preach on, that are able to speak the words that need to be spoken to give that peace, to give that hope, to give that joy. And if you're listening today and you don't know Jesus, there is no way that you can receive what you've never even had yourself, which is Jesus and his love and his mercy and his grace. And we're going to start today by praying for that because I believe even in this room today, uh, I, don't, I, I pretty much know everybody, but, you know, we don't want to ever miss an opportunity to get people in a position to receive Jesus because he's the hope of the world and this season we have opportunity like none other to, to draw people to the spirit of God so if you're listening we're going to make a confession in that Romans 10 that we talked about where it says uh, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved it says if you believe in your heart confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord he will he will come into your life by the power of the Holy Spirit, and your life will be changed forever, forever. And if that's your decision today, or maybe you just don't even know, you say, oh, anything's better than what I have, we can still pray. God said, just come to me. He didn't say what you had to be to come to him. Just come. So let's pray this together today. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sins. Now, if that's you out there today, just say, Father, forgive me for my sins because we all have sinned and we've all made mistakes and I need your help. I need you to show me the way. So I yield my heart to you. Today, I want to be saved, delivered from evil, delivered from the work of the enemy against my life I cannot help myself but I receive your help in Jesus name now I'm going to pray for all of you for this word that was shared today delivered from distresses the way we get delivered from distresses is when we call upon the name of the Lord we just read it and, and I want to pray for you today if, if you have situations and don't be afraid to raise your hand because I could raise my hand after this week. Um, there are distresses. There are things that come that put pressure on us that try to pull us down and take us away from the things of God. Um, I think I wrote down in here just a minute. I want to share this with you if I can. Distressed. Pain or suffering affecting the body, the mind, state of danger or desperate need. Relating to or experiencing economic decline or difficulty, trouble, public unrest or disturbance. The word oppressed, 
I thought this was interesting. Burdened by the ab abuse of power and authority. No power or authority that has control of this nation will oppress me. Amen. I'm not oppressed. I've been delivered. Amen. Father, I pray right now for anybody here in this room that's struggling in any of those areas. That is distress. It, it is stress, but distress is, is when there's no answer. There's just no, you can't see the answer. And Jesus is the answer today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, if you see somebody around you with their hand up, put your hand on them and let's, let's agree with them. Just reach out there and touch them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you that your word is working in all of these situations. The truth of the word of God, that when we call upon you, that you deliver us from our distresses in Jesus' name. And we thank you today that you are working behind the scenes here. We are not believing that this situation is gonna continue the way it is. We believe you're gonna give answers. Answers maybe that don't bring a change physically that they can see, but it will change them in their mind, in their heart, in Jesus' name. And bring that peace that you said you would bring and then lead them, Lord, out the other side of that in Jesus' name. Not just delivered today, but led forth in the things that they need to do that will change that situation in their life in Jesus' name. Everybody who believed that said, amen. You know, um, everybody can be happy no matter what situation they're in when they look to Jesus. Everybody say, look to Jesus. And I am not discounting how difficult COVID is because I walked it along with pneumonia and all the rest. And there are days where you're in distress, but when you know Jesus, you overcome it. Everybody say you overcome it and you walk in that kind of authority. I believe we have authority and dominion for the day we're living in. So when you go from here, this is what you're going to say today. Today, the word of God has been fulfilled in me. My feet are beautiful and they carry the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord everywhere I go. And I do have my preach on. When the Lord calls on me, I will allow the anointing of God to flow through me because my words will bring salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing my labor is not in vain. So thanks be to God who gives me the victory. Amen. Go and be blessed. Hallelujah. God loves you.